And you'll be glad to hear that Miss Cavendish will be back at the same time next week, when the topics of conversation will include the great broccoli scandal of 23, making children's toys, pipe cleaners and stamps, and the political map of Walton on the Nays. But now, it's time to go to the boys in Gloucestershire for another Rissington podcast. Hello, welcome to the Rissington podcast, episode 7. My name is John Hicks, this is my colleague John Oxton. Hello. And in the background, our colleague John Dennis. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm going to start because uh, I just put a Twitter message out. And, and somebody sent back a question which is very relevant. Actually. Hey, live. Yeah, live from the Twitter feed. This is Mark Ford and he says, I have I has a question. <laughs> I'm about to go and get a bacon butty. Do the panel recommend ketchup or brown sauce? Oh, first, we have to say we've just been doing... Just this Saturdays. second. We, yep. have our, we have our new media cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have brown. <laughs> and you as red, innit? Oh, yeah, it's red. Oh, I I just go. For, I mean, I I understand the attraction with brown, and I do have brown. But when it comes to the whole the whole breakfast bap mm. with all the egg, I think it's the egg part. If you got egg, it's got to be red. It's got to be ketchup. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Got to be Thomas K. Okay, I've got one more live Twitter question. Oh, hey, excellent. <laughs> go for it. This is from Laura Ward. Um, Okay, what do you do when clients insist their logo should be giant on the site? <laughs> I want to show them this. She has a link. Is it the, can uh, you make the uh, logo? The, the make, the lo- make my logo bigger. Cream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Um, what do I do? I just generally <sighs> laugh at them and say, you realise you've just won a prize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just say, well, you clearly know fuck all about design, do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had this argument with clients before, and it's like, well, here's what I think. Now, if you really want it, I'll let me find Some it. clients can be persuaded by saying, well, if you have a large logo, the homepage is going to have to scroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the content will be beneath, be beneath the fold. Mm-hmm. And some kids, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want scrolling. There is also this sort of niggling thing in me that sometimes maybe the client might be right. Just occasionally. Not always. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that a designer could ever get it wrong. No, no, no. But no. just occasionally I've had a client say, what about... Oh, actually, yeah, that's a really good idea. Mm. So it depends. It depends. What a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it does actually, I mean, it does depend a lot on the context and everything, doesn't yeah. it? I know it's the new Simple Bits site, which launched yesterday. Bastard. 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 Looking very nice, it is too. It is gorgeous. Um, you know, very minimal. Mm. I mean, the, the logo, actually, the logo mark itself, the cubes, mm. I think it's a little bit smaller than it was before. But the actual word Simple Bits. Mm. Only exists on the It's tiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we should get Dan on the show and say, yes. why did you do that? Why did you do that then? What was that about then, so, eh? I, I'm just to say, the simple bits site, probably the most impressive thing for me is the fact that it's elastic. <laughs> if you resize the text, up it goes. Yeah. There. It gets big-assed. It's lovely. Okay, well, that's the Twitter questions that have come in. Shall we move on to proper questions? Yeah, shall I go for the first one? they weren't proper questions. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try and do more of that, I think. We'll announce via Twitter and, and get live questions come in. Get the freshness. Yeah, or what? We could do a Skype call-in, actually. Not a Skype answer machine. Yeah, no, a Skype, Skype call. Calling. Yeah. If you're interested in Skype calling, email us. <laughs> Hello, I'm a first time caller, no time listener. Oh, I'd just like to say to Jan, I'm the father of your children. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. 
So, John and John, good evening. Good evening, Nick. I just found your podcast and it was great. The content is helpful and the humour adds so much. Um, I also run a podcast here in the States and was curious if you would like to trade promos. I think my audience would get a lot out of your podcast. Here's a link to mine. Let me know if you'd be interested in trading. I'd be happy to swap IDs too. Before we get on to the swapping promos thing, happy to swap IDs. Does he mean like giving him our passports and he'll give us his yeah, maybe. ID, national ID maybe. card? He wants to be John Austin for the day. <laughs> we can't have you. <laughs> well, at least not for the next Help. month. I've got He's you. Got me trapped. I've got you booked out for the next <laughs> yeah. month. You You've know? got me locked in a cage, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, bizarre. Yeah, just a quick answer is no. No, it's. I used to get. I'm sure you get it a lot still, but I used to get it a lot when the blog was, and I still get people emailing me now, even though the blog's been closed for a year. Would you link would, exchange would with me? Link, and it's just we don't do it for that, do we? we do no. it for, for a laugh, and we link to things we like. Yeah. So if you write to us and tell us what you've got, well, we've and got we his, look at it and we like it. Yeah, we've got his link. If we like it, yeah, we'll link to it. Shall I do this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gentlemen, or whatever titles you wish to claim, John Hicks is routinely louder than John Oxton. Otherwise, good show. <laughs> isn't that bizarre? Because that's the complete reverse of real life. It is, isn't it? Thank you, Fred Craven. You're going. So, Stephen Coles says, Gentlemen, I was pleased to see you mentioned our font shop article on type systems. Oh, he's from font shop. He's the cool. type director of mm. font shop. Bloody and the hell. editor of Typographica and the editor of the Mid-Century Modernist. Oh, we we'll have to put links to all those. He's a dude. Uh, first of all, a word about the difference between Font Shop and Font Font. Font Shop is a reseller. Font Font is our foundry. Think of Font Shop as a department store and Font Font as a house brand. We stand by all the foundries we carry, but Font Font is our baby, founded by Mr. Eric Speakerman, whose performance in Helvetica you rightly play praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. But that was all dull and trivial nitpicking. Oh, he's nitpicking. Oh, right. Sorry, I must have got something wrong. I didn't realise that was actually um, a criticism. What I really wanted to bug you about was one more feature we created specifically about pairing type. And this goes back to the question somebody had about yeah. which two types to put together. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is great because um, this was the article I was trying to find mm. when I put the link on the blog and didn't and put the one I put that I did instead. Yes, so, yes, this is the real article, and we'll put it on the, on the blog. Which is why we did this one, because it's a good article. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe just a quick word just to say, um, at the moment, just because of time, I'm kind of giving up on the whole doing chapters and links in the M4A mm. version. Yeah. Um, and we're just bashing out the MP3 and putting the links on the blog. But episode 8 promises to be a full extravaganza. extravaganza. <laughs> we're committing ourselves to... <laughs> Bloody hell, it's probably going to be a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the missus won't let me buy the camera. Damn it! So anyway, thanks for, thanks for that, Stephen. Yep. And uh, I'll definitely put that in that nice new link on the blog. Okay, this one's from Jacob Johnson. Uh, greetings, gentlemen, and Simon. That's how it should be. Simon mm-hmm. is no gentleman. And he's not here either, so we no. can say what we like. Yeah, we did ask him to, to come in today, but he was like, screw you guys, I'm going home. He's ran to Nottingham, hasn't yeah. he? Traitor. Greetings, gentlemen, and Simon. What ought I to learn? EE tags, which are expression engine tags, mm-hmm. text pattern tags, or XSLT processing model, which are used respectively by the expression engine, not free or proprietary, uh, text pattern free and open source, and symphony free, not open source. Sincerely, a cute and confused Yankee. 
P.S. Are there so few singers in England that Simon has to be a judge for American Idol? <laughs> if you are, uh, tell you, our, our Simon, because he does belong to us, hmm. he's ass is ours. He's ours now. Uh, he's the other extreme to Simon Cowell. If you could imagine that, and I don't just mean he doesn't tuck his shirt in. <laughs> but, yeah. Bless him. He's not, he's not a cowl. I hate to say this, but I'm sure Simon Cowell started American Idol. Uh, yes, I think he did. Yeah. So I'm sorry, confused Yankee, but it's actually a British product. So screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a change though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we invented it. The British invented everything. Just live with it. Yes, we're returning to the question. But, <laughs> I think the microphone's picked that up. <laughs> um, so which ones to learn? Well, well, I know what I would say. Well, uh, well, we're. I would say I would rule out the symphony. First of all, yeah, but, not to rule out XSLT. This is the problem, isn't it? Because XSLT is surely quite a useful language to be learning. It is. It depends on your business. Mm. What do you want it for? Small brochure sites? Yeah. And learn text pattern, is what I'd say. As maybe you would. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd say even more than just small brochure sites. But um, I think if you were starting from scratch from any of these, mm. I'd be tempted to say go for Expression Engine, learn those tags, and you've got a more flexible system probably at the end of the day. But it's difficult, isn't it? XSLT is probably quite a good mm. skill to learn. I'm, I've got a bit of a, a bone against Symphony. Well, Something to do with paying for their beta and then... Never getting it. Well, never kind of coming to surface. And then eventually when version one came out, it was free. Right. It's also left files on my server that I can't delete. Mm. So, yeah. But I think the thing about... I've got two things about Expression Engine versus Text Pattern. Mm-hmm. Expression Engine clearly is, if you like, it's not superior, but it seems to have a lot more features. Yeah, Stuff in like certain the, areas, yeah. Like the members logins, the forums. Oh, yeah, the whole kind of member login But thing. depending on the project, in my experience, clients have always found Text Pattern and Textile infinitely more easy. Yeah. The interface, into the back end of Text Pattern may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it is so simple yeah. that the clients cannot believe it's like, you mean I put an article ID in there to put a picture in, I put a heading and then I type my text and that's it. Yeah. So it's great. You can say, right, step one, two, three, four, and five. Mm. Whereas I've always found the Expression Engine back end to be a little bit confusing. I I mean, where, where did that thing yeah. go? Yeah, I mean, I know you can hide certain stuff from clients, but still, there's a lot of stuff that's hidden behind drop downs and yeah, something. It's not as intuitive. It's I not, don't think so. TextPan's got that lovely, clear differentiation of mm. uh, this is the content, this is the presentation, this is the yeah. admin. And that's, I said, great. But then, um, the, the, it was Dean Allen who designed that. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can do, you can still do so much with text pattern mm. once you learn the system. Well, um, if you know PHP, you can go in there and make it do what you want as well. So, yeah. I mean, there is a lot to say for text pattern that is very good. I would say the upshot for me is I would say text pattern, but in fact, all three. Yeah, if you can learn all three, yeah. great. Okay, uh, question from Richard Lyon. Hi, guys. What with being really experienced in webby stuff? I hope you can answer a question which has bugged me for a little while. If someone comes to me with work on a site I'm not comfortable with, for example, porn, gambling, get rich quick, should I do the site anyway? And if I choose not to, how would I let the client know that they are lower than the shit on my shoe? <laughs> don't sit on the fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't like it is. Or merely that I don't want my name related to their site. Also, oh, I'll come to that last Okay. Have you got any thoughts on this before I? Um, if you're it? not comfortable with it, don't do it. Mm. What's the point? Yeah, I wouldn't do a porn site because I'd never get any work done. 
So it would be like, send me the content and come back to me in three years. I've heard there's good money in porn sites. Yeah, well, I've, I, had, I did get offered it. It never transpired. Somebody did offer me to do yeah. one. I was like, yeah, sure. But I, was, I, don't, I don't mind. But. I was offered a porn blog network. Mm. The idea being that bloggers can set up their own kind of, you know, um, here's a preview image, but if you want to see more, you can yeah. subscribe and pay, you know, to see the rest of the blog. Um, and I, I turned it down because I, I don't, you know, I didn't mm. feel comfortable with, with doing a porn site. The, tr- the, the, the shame was... Um, I think it was called something like Sugar Candy or something. Mm. I had a great idea for a logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wanted to do it for that very reason. But yeah. um, I think um, I, my summary would be, if you're not comfortable, just don't do it. No. But that doesn't necessarily make them lower than shit on your shoots, in all seriousness. Just because yes. their idea of what's morally okay isn't your idea. Yes. Um, doesn't make them a bad person. The, the phrase I always use is, I don't think we're a good fit for this project. Yeah. Which can mean... Any number of things, mm. you know, that could be a skill set problem. It could be, um, you know, as well as being a, I think you're, you know, mm. shit in my shoe. Uh, there's also the fact that if you're you're starving, hungry, and have no work, and somebody offers you a good lump of money to build a porn site, say, well, I'll build the framework, just don't send me the pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you just blank it out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. P- pixelated, please. So I, I did, you know, be 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 up. F- be honest, but but just be nice and just say, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't think we're a good fit. Yeah. And I, I, certainly when I was the, was offered that porn blog network and I said, you know, I'm really, really, you know, grateful that you, mm. you inquired, but, you know, I don't think I'm a good fit. So I good luck in finding somebody. I suppose the other thing is be, be with gambling, with porn sites, etc. just be careful of the legal aspect. Mm. That what they're doing is actually legal. Yeah. That's yeah, that could thing. be a yeah. you know, good reason. And actually, you know, to be honest, I can extend that to other kinds of kinds of sites. Mm. Um, you know, if you get to the stage where you're lucky enough to sort of pick and choose what you do, mm. and you see quite a sort of a dull, a dull corporate site, or more likely um, a site that you know is going to be a pain. Mm. You know that they're going to be um, have a very tight budget, but expect the world. Yeah. Um, in the same instance, just say you know, I'm not a good fit for this project. So, definitely. Um, can I just do the last question as well? Uh, yeah. Pork pie or Scotch egg? Pasty. 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 <laughs> Don't call me pasty. Don't call me. I've been yeah. up late with the children. Peel and Juan. But yeah, pasty isn't. I can't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Pasty isn't an option. So, pork pie or Scotch egg? Scotch egg. Every uh, time. Yeah. Well, it oh, depends. Depends. What on? Well, there's some the blame. good. How good the pork pie is. Well, yeah, how good the pork pie is. How good the scotch egg is. Why not a bit of each? With some coleslaw and a little bit. I of do fresh think it's given that option. I think it's. It's an or, not an and. Yeah. I mean, I like pork pie. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A good Melton Mowbray pork pie. Nice bit of jelly. Uh, a hand raised pork pie. Hand raised. That's, yes. that's what they call it. I know. Hand raised. <laughs> come to mummy, little pork pies. I have no use of your little piggy. <laughs> little ball of pastry. I, I can't answer it because it all does depend. I mean, I've, there's some Scotch eggs that are bloody awful. Oh, uh, absolutely. And there's some pork pies that really just make me feel sick when I go rank there. Rank yeah. Scotch eggs, yeah. One of the, I went to a wedding quite a few years ago now, but it was a, a sort of a, a buffet reception in the pub, mm. and they had a huge plate of Scotch eggs. <laughs> uh, we're going to find you then. Oh, goodness. And they were really tasty Scotch eggs too. <laughs> That's, you know... That's my, my vice. You can pay me with scotch eggs. <laughs> okay. I'm right. 
James Whitaker. Now this um, isn't. I just wanted to highlight this um, because I haven't looked at it. I don't think you've looked at it, but I thought we'd link out and we'd get people's opinion. Yeah. Um, with a lot of talk surrounding vertical rhythm and the M-based M-based layouts on the web, I would like to point you to a calculator I built in Flex to help people out a little. Um, calculator and supporting post, blah blah blah. So there's a link we'll put on the podcast. Yeah. So it's basically saying there's a, a an M-based layouts vertical rhythm calculator that mm. built. now. I have I've, no idea who good it is. I've had a go. You've had a go? and Yeah, well, actually, you're, the original one was in Flex, hmm. but he's rebuilt it as an Adobe Air application. So, that, I mean, this is quite a new question as well. It's only 12 days yeah. old. So. so the idea, basically, is you, you pick an element. It could be a HTML tag or, I think, a class name. Hmm. Um, and you, you, you choose your, your base font size, yeah. your base line height. Mm-hmm. And then for each of these individual elements, you... You then choose the font size, say for example, the heading two tag. Mm. And then you change, you can choose what the, the margin above and below is and the line height. And then it works out all the line height and everything for you. Excellent. Um, and gives you a little bit of CSS to copy. Nice. But it, one of the genius things is that at the end, you can just say copy all CSS. Mm. Um, and then you can just bung it into your, into your CSS file. Lovely. So I think it's definitely worth a go. I like this site as well. Yeah. It's very nice. I'm, and he's I'm from Worcester, down the road. All right, yeah. Come and say hello sometime. Um, one thing, I was, I'm still torn between the whole M's and pixels. Mm. I do think that M's, the, the fact that we need a calculator shows that M's are a bit yeah. unmanageable. They are, I've, well, that project we did together in 2006, mm. I started with the whole M-based layout thinking, grand thoughts about this great application that scales up to fit your screen mm. and in the end it took so much thought to get that right that it's not easy that's probably another question for another time but you know with things like screen zoom mm. in ie and yeah and opera and i think firefox is getting it too mm. like um do we need m-based layouts well this is it so question for another time though yes. i think somebody send that question in and we'll answer it <laughs> <laughs> um the next question is from simon whittaker is that the same James which gives the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, so um, maybe his brother. Just came across this bad boy. Wondered if you fellas had come across it too. Ah, yes. Now, we'll put a link to this again on the blog. So many links to put on. Uh, there is. Uh, sorry. I'm kind of... No, that's, that's good. Um, basically, uh, Jello skins do these lovely... Um, um, they are skins that fit over your... They used to be for iPods, but now, of course, they do iPhone skins. IPod and I, and I've seen them in, in, in the flesh, and they... They're beautiful. They really do, you know, they're just like thin sort of vinyl that, that sort of fits over the, the back of the iPhone. And this particular one is, is I'm thinking about getting. <laughs> it doesn't look nice. Because it's the RAF Roundel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thanks for sending that in, Simon. I've just noticed they do them for the MacBook as well. Oh, I might have to get one of those. I know. Oh. Cover your whole MacBook. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting one of those for my MacBook. And I think they supply uh, matching wallpapers for the actual, like, like your MacBook and your iPhone oh, background. Brilliant. Desktop. Yeah, getting one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for that, Simon. Okay, uh, this is from David Arthur. Somebody else with two first names as a name. Howdy. We'll start a collection. Howdy. I've been designing websites for a good few years, and I usually use Photoshop. I've never considered using Fireworks or even Illustrator. What is wrong with using Photoshop? And what are the advantages in using Illustrator or Fireworks? I don't feel particularly qualified to answer this because I've, I've only ever tried to design a website in Photoshop once mm-hmm. and I hated it. Yeah. Um, fireworks, to me, just it's just so intuitive for web design, it just makes sense. Mm. Although, 
I did notice that Jason Santamaria was having a bit of a rant about. I've been mean to have time, try and get time to I haven't read it respond before. to that because I disagree with a lot of what he says. And I think fireworks is still fantastic. Well, I've got this funny feeling. Underrated. That I can't say more than that the next version of fireworks is going to be even better. Mm, do you think so? I think so. How do you know so? Well, I've just <laughs> taken a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, anyway, my answer is well, I can't really comment because I've always mm. used fireworks and I've seen no reason for me yeah. anywhere else. I will. I'll try to think of a few things. It's quite a lot of things actually. But one of the problems I always had with with Photoshop was the vector tools. I find are a bit bit tricky to use. Mm. Um, the layer selection as well is so. Gangly. They've changed that recently. I'm not sure if it's the CS3 or before. But yeah, it used to be that you had to click on the layer first yeah. and then. You you with don't it. Have to do now you can hold down. I think it's the command key and select something. But fireworks does it just. Intuitively. Fireworks is a great thing, isn't it? When you when you basically hover over things, don't you? Yeah. And it shows you the selection. So even if an element's behind, sometimes it can, yeah. it'll show you that selection, and you click it when it's when it's highlighted. And it does have that uh, the other select from behind tool, mm. so that you can <laughs> take from behind. It's <laughs> asking for it. I use that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was one of the, the, the yeah Photoshop. I always use for any sort of collage work, anything where I have to sort of do digital manipulation. Mm. But for actual layouts, um, first of all, Fireworks is so good because it does good optimization mm -hmm. of images, much better than Illustrator or Photoshop, much smaller files. Um, you have a great f um, feature now of pages and oh, frames. Pages are brilliant. Um, so basically with pages, you can get a different canvas size, different canvas colour. Different colour. You can apply things to pages that don't get applied across. I was trying mm. to think of a... I think it was changing the, the canvas colour that it does per page. And then like with frames, again, you can have a, a constant element across frames, like navigation or whatever. Mm. Um, so useful. I, I use it a lot for doing icons. Mm. So keeping all the comps for a site or all the icons for a project in one file and then being able to export it as separate files. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievably good. It has a library feature like Flash. Yeah, and it has a shared, a common library feature as well. Mm -hmm. um, there's a good post, and I'll, I think if you did, I'll try and put, find the link for it, um, that Malarkey posted about the data-driven graphics wizard, mm. um, where you can give it an XML file and a, and a PNG template that you've created in Fireworks. Yeah. And it'll do things like churn through that list and create all these sort of image headings, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's the nine-slice uh, nine scaling. Feature which sounds very complicated, but it's incredibly easy. I mean, and that just keeps the preserves the corners, no matter how much you do the widths and heights. Yeah, which is a great addition. We had we had a question about fireworks. And I can't remember who was asking this. It might have been you, might have been me. As mm. when you paste text in, if you cut and paste text out of the browser into fireworks, it oh, yeah. always comes up as Georgia, doesn't it? Yeah, or Gen it, Geneva. Oh, Geneva. Um, and it's yeah. how do you change that? How do that, you get it to default? Yeah, to I was just going to say aerial or something. That's quite more. annoying. Yeah. One thing I'd say about Illustrator that's, that's good for doing website comps is that like things like InDesign, you can set up constant styles for things. So mm. like you have a heading two style, a heading four style. Um, and then if you change your mind through a project, you know, working on the design, you can change them all instantly by yeah. changing, just like a sort of CSS really for, you know, but, in, but it doesn't actually produce the CSS at the end of it. Um, but like a desktop publishing application, you can set yeah. these styles up for everything. I so suspect Fireworks is going to start getting that as, as time. Yeah, 
now that Obi are in charge, I think it will move towards. It's, yeah, it needs that kind of mock-up as- aspect to be able to, you know, set styles for a, a site or a project. Yeah. Definitely. But then you start getting into that realm of, you know, am I better off doing this straight away in the well, CSS or HTML? Well, that would be the genius so. things if you could apply a style sheet to your, yeah. uh, to your fireworks comp. But out of those three, I would say fireworks. Yeah, that's the second episode now where we're chilling on about our love of fireworks. I know, but people, <laughs> it's so underrated. And, it, and, 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 and slagged off as well. It, it is, <laughs> and I think Adobe have, uh, it's quite amazing that they kept it. They, yeah. they obviously see something in it that mm. nobody else does, because everybody thought it was going to be pulled. Yeah. And the fact that it hasn't, I think, you know, like it's freehand was obvious that it was going to yeah. go die the death. Um, but they killed off image ready instead yeah, of God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of fireworks, which oh. is uh, which I think is telling. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Dave. So Philip Sen, quick question: Benny Hill or Dave Allen? I think there's a bit more of a question that we need here. Like the the assumption is who's better. Yeah. But it could be, you know. Who would you prefer to go on a date with? Or, yeah. or, you know, I don't know. Who's but the deadest? Dave Allen. Yeah, I'm, I didn't really follow either, to be honest, as a, as a youth. No. So. Well, I mean, Benny Hill was all right. It was good in the Italian job, anyway. Mm, yes. I like him big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I have no opinion, really. <laughs> okay, this is from Andrew Pendrick. Morning, Mrs. Oxton and Hicks. Uh, I thought I was sending two questions for consideration. Does the panel consider the web development market to be in a similar state to the turn of the century, that being overhyped and buoyant prior to its crash, or is it protected through a greater level of expertise and experience? In short, does the market feel vulnerable or secure? <laughs> when he said turn of the century, I was thinking there was no web at You're mistaking that for the telegraph, sir. I'm still in the telegraph. <laughs> Wireless, wireless. Yes, I listen to the radio. Radio through in the wireless. Yeah, wireless, it'll never take off. <laughs> yeah, I, you're like me. You're still living in the nineties, aren't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I was in the nineties. Um, I love it when John Dennis starts playing his music collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he came from the nineties. <laughs> I think actually for this one we can we can point him to the Berg world. We, we probably can actually. We answered that and question, we just, didn't we? I just want to say that for the sake of peace and harmony in the world. I think it's all going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's you going to be okay. You know of what I talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and the second question is, in a year-end review style, oh, okay, so this was sent in December oh, last year. Okay. In a year-end review style, would the panel nominate their best and worst examples of design for the year? Ooh. Mm. Well, mm. Right. I don't know about worst... Yeah, I don't really like to go down that road. No, it's a bit. It could happen to you one day. I would just quickly highlight two nice redesigns, simple bits we've already mentioned. Yeah, which isn't end of year, but you're gorgeous. Um, and weight shift. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Weightshift.com. Um, he's just recently redesigned. Yeah. And, oh, I'm jealous. What should I know with this blog? I probably do. It's probably one of those ones that I should be watching. Though. Yes. Yeah. You should do. Um, Quite frankly. Yes, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm just seeing, you know. I was trying to remember his um, photo blog. Oh, that's lovely. That's another one I'll have to mm. try and get a link for. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, I'd like to highlight those two. Yeah, I think definitely. they're great designs. And I'm very jealous because I'm desperate, desperate to redesign my site. 
I'm so fed up with it. It's lovely. No, it's not. Well, I you like it. You not good as these ones. I'll have it then. I'll have it. Okay, you can have it. Thank you. Been, Seriously, you can yeah, have it. It's better now. It's instead of pretending. I have to say, I've been a bit crap this year of watching what's going on in the world of web design. Mm-hmm. I hope to change that this year. So, yeah, we'll just go with your nominations. Very nice. Very nice. Oh. The next question is from Anton. Is this Anton Peck? This is Anton Peck. Ah, excellent. So, hello, gents. How goes it? <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. He's not from the, not from the East End. <laughs> but I'll do that anyway. Hello, gents. How goes it? I'm wondering if you ever play pranks or practical jokes on each other for a good laugh. Have we answered this question before? Or have we read it and thought we might answer it? I think it? we read it and thought we'd answer it. Okay. And we're finally getting around to it. Yeah. Um, no. I'm, I'm answer- afraid to say no. Because we haven't, have we? I don't think we want to. Not yet, anyway. Well, yeah. I'm not sure we want to start that. Because I think it could end very badly. (laughs) Which is a bit of a boring answer, but yeah. You know, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for... Death. Death by prank. (laughs) Stay tuned for (laughs) distraction. Now, this is from Adam... Adam Zithurus. Zithurus. He came from the future. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They call me the three of us. Party on, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, hello. Your new website, which is, again, this is from November last year. Gosh, mm. we're so good at answering questions. Your new website breaks in IE6 a lot. Are you making a statement or just designing for your audience? Best of luck with the future podcasts. Keep up the good work. Are you making a statement? Um, other than don't give a shit. And even less so now. IE6 is going to become obsolete very soon. <laughs> Well, I think the thing is, this isn't a client site. It's aimed at web developers, basically. Yeah. And if you're a web developer, what on earth are you doing using IE6? Yeah, unless they have to be browser testing and think, I wonder I think, time. yeah, I think people have been looking at it, oh, I wonder if it breaks in IE. Yes, yes it does. Yes. Actually, a bit like the comic book guy in Simpsons, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I shall invent my wrath on the internet. Yes. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, I think I, I do remember that at the time of thinking, oh, I might. I think I've fixed it actually in IE, and it breaks on mobile Safari on the iPhone. And the iPod yes, touch. it's my darling partner. I don't know why. Me. It but to be honest, work. Fuck off. got got too much to got going on really to yeah. fix things. It works. Mm, just doing well, it works in real browsers. I mean, to be fair, you squeezed that in somehow. I don't know how you managed it, but there we go. If I stay yeah. late, I've no doubt. Well, this is the, this is it. You know, I feel I've got enough, squeezed enough time to get it out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's it now. It's all about the content, anyway. Yeah. David Joyce, what kind of creative rights do you retain over your designs after turning it over to the client? I think the short answer is it depends on your agreement with the client. Mm. Usually, it's agreement that basically the, the client should get all rights. Mm-hmm. To but I retain rights to using it in promotional material. So yeah. on my portfolio, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of logo designs, what I always often say in my contracts is that what you're buying is the chosen logo idea at the end. Yeah, not all uh, the And other. not all the processes in between. That's a good point. Um, but, you know, really, there's no point re- retaining um, copyright over something no. when, it's, when it's for the client. It's their mm. the project. If you think they're going to make a lot of money out of it or rip you off, then well, you need to. If they're going to make a lot of money out of it. Sort that out be beforehand. Char- you should be charging them the right kind of. Thing. Yeah. Now, exactly. uh, uh, I'm not going to mention his name. Mm. I don't think it's fair, but a prominent designer once said to me, "Don't charge by the hour, the mm. rate. Charge the client 
kind of money, work out how valuable the end product's going to be to them and charge them accordingly. Mm. So if they're going to make five million out of their product mm. and you're charging them five grand for the whole product, that's disproportionate. It's not not a good charge. You should yeah. be charging more. Yeah. Uh, which it's it's a difficult concept to get your head around, but it's actually a really good one when you yeah. when you understand the amount of work you've got to put in. I think when I was at public in publishing, it was more of an issue with things like um, illustrators. Mm. That you know, if an illustrator came up with a character and yeah. did, did you know one drawing, which could be only a couple of hundred pounds yeah. at the most, but could generate. But then, if that then gets put onto socks and books and tea towels and mm-hmm. t-shirts, and they make a lot of money out of it, yeah. then obviously that's there's something disproportionate about that. Mm. Um, so you need to find out what it's what your work's being going to be used for. I think, mm. but generally, one of the other things when I'm back in the days when I did Flash. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, a lot of people I worked with would retain the source files and would charge to have those handed over to the client. So in a way, they were saying, we give you rights to the finished product, mm. but not the source code. So it wasn't an open source thing, which yeah. I kind of always disagreed with. It's like, there you go, it's yours. But what I experienced was other Flash developers would then go in and cherry pick bits of code out, right. bits of action script, and reuse them for other things. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think... But it's difficult. The answer is you have to agree with the client and make sure you're both happy with the agreement. Yeah. I suppose the other is I wonder, I I think, probably have to look this up, but isn't it legally that you retain the copyright unless you specify otherwise? Because I remember with Dennis and the Flowers, I had to email him and say, can you give me full rights to the Flowers because I want to open source the project. Absolutely. Um, I think it also that it's different different copyright laws in different countries as well. So mm, yeah. America is different to the UK. So. so it's complex, man. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So Peter Woolman asks, Hi, guys. I have a quick question for you chaps about typography on the web. What is your preferred method for deploying interesting fonts? Do you go for image replacement? If so, which method? And what are your thoughts on Cipher? Right. Well, thoughts on Cipher first? Well, just do you go for image replacement? What's the alternative? I think the alternative is image replacement or Cipher. I think that's oh. the, what he's saying. Okay. But I thought, you know, yeah, if okay. you want to get, if you have to get an interesting typeface, yeah, a non-standard typeface on the on your website, what do you use? Cipher. Cipher. Especially if it's generated content, because it's like, well, not generated content CSS, but you know, dynamic content. Yeah. How else do you do it? It's a bit of a pain in the ass to use, though, isn't it? I've, yeah, I always struggle with it. It's, it's better. I've just used it recently, actually, because somebody wanted a definitely wanted these heading styles. Mm. I mean, but it can be wrangled. It can be can be wrangled. But it comes with its issues, lots of issues. Well, the the two big issues for me is that you know, it still does have that kind of flash of no headings, and yeah. then we headings. Yeah. And then of course the te- the, the actual the, the size of the text is all governed by various things like line height, and yeah. even if you lock it down to pixels, I find it really hard to mm. to get a consistent size the other thing I found out the other day with Sipper and uh, Lightbox um, that the, the the actual Sipper headings were popping up so you know it does that opaque layer of the top to mm. darken out the it was popping up over the top of that uh. so you had the nice big bright headings <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean it is Sipper if you have to but it's mm. fraught with problems I think yeah I mean so I, I, must have, I tend towards image replacement where Possible, mm. but as you say, if you've got dynamic content, it's you've a got bit. A blog, for instance. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, one thing I've used a lot on on that kind of score is um, uh, a Zem IR plugin. I think oh, it's called. Generates PNGs for for text pattern. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it 
reads your, your heading tag and generates the yeah. background PNGs. Um, and it deals with line breaks as well. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you've got to have that generated content and you have to have that typeface. Yeah. Although, actually, I would tend more towards just, you know, using web fonts but using them well. Yeah, that can work equally well. Okay, this is from Mr. Matthew Pennell. Um, uh, some questions for your most excellent podcast to use or not as you feel appropriate. Photoshop fireworks, we've answered that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to fathers who frequently discuss and post photos of your young children through your websites, what are your feelings about online safety for kids? Well, I tend to keep my kids' photos fairly... Yeah. Uh, about one or two, I think, I've got mm-hmm. in any given time, but generally there is, most of them are hidden mm. on Flickr. They're for family only. Yeah. Um, Same here. I mean, um, and often when friends take pictures of our children, they they're usually very sensitive to the, mm. you know, they'll put they'll make sure that those photos are. Um, we've public. had this discussion mm. before. It's like I'd prefer it if photos of my children don't go public. Bless you. But um, I've noticed Americans particularly. There's a couple of American people I follow. They're very happy to have lots of yeah. family photos public. And so. <laughs> the telephone. Tell you what, the iPhone needs a button to say, don't accept this call. I'm making a podcast. Don't keep... Yeah, exactly. I'm podcasting. Don't worry. I know who it is as well. I don't want to talk to them. Right. (laughs) Yes, actually... That was recorded at Friday, 10.23. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the 1st of February, 2008. (laughs) Um, I might be wrong, though. Uh, Yeah, so actually, I'd say that we don't frequently... I mean, I, I do mention the names of our children, and mm. I do wonder about that as well. Um, and I've taken off my home address from my website and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I have, I've posted about things Joshua has mm. done. Yeah, but I, I, would, I would disagree with that question and say that actually we're very careful and we I don't... I think compared to a lot of people... We don't post good. much. And in terms of online safety for kids, I'm trying to encourage a culture of, in my house, especially with my five-year-old now of us being present whilst he's using the computer yeah. and using Safari to say, well, you can yeah. go to that website. Yeah. You have to ask me, if you, you know, can I go to the Lego website? Mm. Sure. That's the great thing actually about, because um, we, we have a Mac set up at home for, for the children to use. Mm. Um, You're so posh. <laughs> it's the old G5. <laughs> um, and the, the, especially in Leopard, the parental controls mm. are very good. Yeah. And it records, you know, a complete list of sites they've been to. Mm. The main thing is, is it, for us, we found it's very easy, if they're on, say, the CBeebies website, mm. BBC, to get from there to a news item to YouTube and then, yeah. you know, who knows where. So, yeah, having the ability to say you're only allowed to visit sites that we've entered into this whitelist. Yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting, actually, so that I showed Josh some Lego Star Wars stuff on YouTube. And then he started clicking around and I was like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they have quite good adult filtering on YouTube. It does. Yeah. If you're not signed in, it says mm. this content's for... So it's yeah. fairly... But still, you can get some... Yeah. So I, I think the only thing is that you have to... You can't just let your kids loose on the computer like you can. Chuck them in front of the TV to watch a DVD. No. It's not the same. It's, that'd be like sending them out to, on the street to go you know, wander around on their own. Really. Some crack. Yeah. Yeah, it, but uh, we, we initially we, we resisted them using a computer at all. Mm. We were very worried that being in a household where we do have a lot of computers, because yeah. we both, Lee and I both work, um, 
that they would be very computer um, focused. Mm. Um, but what happens when they went to school? They were kind of initially quite behind. Yeah, I found that as well because we're so anti. Yeah, and everyone else has been letting them use computers. So, yeah, yeah we've we've let them do it, and it's 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 very useful. It's very educational. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, oh, a quick mention for the They Might Be Giants video podcast. Yeah, brilliant. If you have Even children, if they is for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we should link that up. Because my kids absolutely love that. So, and the third question is: When are you going to write something for digital web? So I think. If I'm right, Matthew has just become editor in chief. Yeah, well done, Matthew. Yeah, congratulations on congratulations that. Congratulations on that. Um, but I've been promising to write something for Digital Web for <laughs> since uh, since I've known Matthew and Caroline. <laughs> Don't have time. <laughs> One day. Yeah. One day. I'd, Sorry, the podcast comes first. Yeah, there is. But the podcast easy. It's not like writing. You don't have to think about it. <laughs> so that's all for this week, month, month, bicentennial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn of the, our turn of the century podcast <laughs> sent to you over the telegraph in the troops. The more scared version will be available. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. The Rissington podcast is devised and hosted by John Oxton and John Hicks with contributions from squadron leader John Dennis. The show is hosted and sponsored, and shit, by the splendid boffins at Segment Publishing. That's segpub.net for you internet chappies. Hurrah!